Welcome to the Home Project Podcast, where we talk about cultivating a thriving home and developing meaningful relationships. I'm Kelsey Harris, a therapist in training. And I'm Alicia Anderson, an intentional homemaker, helping women feel confident in authentic home life. This is where everyone has a seat at the table. Thanks for joining us today for today's episode. Um, Before we start, I have a funny thing to tell you. Did you guys know that you can buy a couch off of Amazon? Yeah, there's there's furniture on Amazon. And it literally arrives in pieces. And it arrives in pieces. <laughs> so here's what happened because I feel like we need to talk about it. I ordered a couch off of Amazon because I had sold my old couch, moved into a new apartment, and I decided a cheaper couch that would arrive in a few days was a better option than having no couch in my house for now. <laughs> so I ordered this couch and they literally put it in... The package room, which is a, not that far away from my apartment, but a decent ways that away enough right. that yeah. for a giant couch, <laughs> my mom and my brother, because my husband was at work and I was like eager to get it in the house, um, helped me carry it to my car and drive it with the trunk open. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the back to my house, and it literally looked like you know, like um, if you've ever seen like a keyboard box, did yeah. it not look like we couldn't figure out how was a couch? Like, what? How's a couch fit? in there? Because it like was all. Whatever. So then you, I, we open it up and it's like the panel pieces, I guess. So like if you're thinking the where you sit on, like the yeah. base, if you just imagine that being a rectangle, like there was like rectangles and all the cushions and everything was like vacuum sealed flat. Flat. And then even the armrest pieces were in pieces. And then there was pillows stuffed inside of the armrest pieces as like storage. It and I crazy. literally thought we were missing a pillow until I realized that they had shoved it in the... It was inside the (laughs) base, right? So anyways, and you know what? It's pretty decent looking. Um, It's, I guess you could call it sturdy because it hasn't fallen over. It does, it's cute. It does creak a little bit (laughs) when you sit down on it. And if you sit down really aggressively, you can kind of feel the whole thing do a little jiggle. Um, (laughs) I was telling this to people that were coming over at my house last night and then all of them were scared to sit on the couch. I was like, guys, no, you can sit on it. It's fine. Like it hasn't fallen over. And the, you know, the cushions kind of slide and stuff. So I don't know if you're looking for looks nice, maybe not the most comfy couch in the world. It'll work for you if you're looking for an affordable option, (laughs) but otherwise I maybe don't recommend. Yeah. But just wanted to let you know that (laughs) there are couches on there. Speaking of couches, today's episode, we are talking about cultivating a thriving home. So that leads us right into today's topic. My home is still thriving (laughs) with my Amazon couch. That's right. Um, What are the things that make a thriving home? You know, we spent a lot of time just talking about this. And, you know, for some, having a thriving home might look like feeling like you make your own cheese. Well, mozzarella. That's not what makes a thriving home. Or, you know, maybe you're like me and you've had a sourdough starter for over a year, (laughs) fed the darn thing every week, but never made bread. I don't have to make bread because my daughter does. I just buy it from her. That's way better. Um, Or you've killed your sourdough starter. Or maybe you just don't even have time to have that. Or all the things that are homemaking. And I I love all those things. Don't get me wrong. But they are not the things that make a thriving home. They are not the status that gives us the ultimate thriving home. And today we're going to talk about really the heartbeat of the home and why it is so important that we cultivate a thriving home. Yeah. Absolutely. We are here to take the pressure off. Yes. To take the filters off. 
while, comparison off. While my mom does do a lot of the practical things very excellently, and there is a place and a reason for that, more what she does is steward her heart and steward mm-hmm. the environment. So that's what we want to talk about mainly. And I think a great place to start is to, to connect to the source. Yeah. So what is the source, you might ask? Jesus. Thanks for <laughs> Because asking. what else would we talk about on here? And I really like... When we were talking about this, even we had flushed out, okay, we're going to talk about this and this and give you all these practical tips. And we yeah. were just like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, like, we had all the meal planning, all we the, had the organizing. Meal planning, all thing, and it just was like, yeah. I mean, yes, those things have their place. Yes. But and we it, will in future yeah. talk about those <laughs> we'll, things. We'll talk about that. But it's like, no, a thriving home is a home that is centered around the Lord. Yeah. Right. And so um, I want to read. Um, Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. It's actually the Lord's Prayer. Um, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Debtors? I don't know if I said that right. (laughs) And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But what I want to really focus on is they give us this day our daily bread. Yes. And I think when it comes to stewarding your house, you must first steward your heart with the Lord, right? So uh, the best thing to do is each day wake up before you touch your phone, before you whatever. Maybe if you wake up and you have to pee right away, it's like while you're peeing. I don't know. Like do it. <laughs> do what works for you. Or you're feeding your baby. Or yeah. If you got to feed your baby, you have kids, <laughs> you can do this with them. It's not like hide in the closet and then go tend to your kids. I'm saying like, even if it's 30 seconds, like Holy Spirit, good morning. What do you think of me? God, what do you think of me? Yeah. Jesus, encounter me today. And just like recognizing Putting yourself under the covering of his presence first will carry you through the whole day, will shield you through the whole day. And also, like, you will get so much more done miraculously because you are connected to the Lord. So just recognize, like, his Bible, his word is your, your life. He is the living water, daily bread. Those can be cliches in the Christian world, but really before you try to do dishes or anything, you need to take that time and connect with him. And I want to speak a moment to even like the tired mamas who yeah. are like, that feels like something just unattainable. Um, every season looks different. So yeah. this isn't a podcast to make you feel shame if that's not what you do. But find a way. And I have had young children. My children are adults now, but I remember those days of, you know, exhaustion, waking up, feeling tired and just like, man, I'm lucky I got a shower in today. You know what I mean? Um, but you can incorporate them in your routine. Like I'm not saying, Oh, just tie the Lord in, but let him invite him in to your routine and what that looks like. And whether it is in the morning, you're getting kids breakfast, just take a second while you're making their eggs or pouring the milk in their cup to just acknowledge the Lord and invite him in or whether you're laying, um, you know, sitting in the rocking chair feeding your baby like let that be a time where you meet with the lord while you're feeding your baby there are ways that you could invite him in with you to be a part of that daily yeah interaction yeah and i think sometimes people get confused or um caught up in well i have to sit down and spend an hour with him or it doesn't count yeah no like like you're saying i've had moments where 
I'm I jump right into I don't have kids, but for Jordan, like I'll right. getting him ready for work, trying to help him send him out the door. And I in the midst of cooking eggs or dishes, I just like close my eyes for thirty seconds, turn yeah. my face up and go, Lord, I need like please bring your presence. Yeah. I, I need to feel it. I need to I need to encounter you. I need you today. So just and I'm getting teary right now. And that He's was that waiting. was ten seconds. <laughs> like literally it's like he is eager to meet you. Yeah. And he'll show up in those tiny in seconds even. He's so. a kind God. He yeah. desires to be with us. It's not him waiting to like drop the hammer because oh, you didn't spend thirty minutes with me today. Yes. But huh. he does desire to be with us. So what is a thriving home? And like we said, we've talked about all the things that we could have talked about, the practical and all of that. But I actually, last week when I was preparing for this podcast, I woke up one morning and I literally heard the Lord say, blessed are the peacemakers. And I was like, ah, yes, of course, you know. So in Matthew 5, 9, it says, blessed, and in parentheses, spiritually calm with life, joy, in God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will express his character and be called sons of God. That verse right there is the signature verse for cultivating a thriving home. Yeah, We are called to be peacemakers in our home. We have the opportunity to set the tone, set the atmosphere by inviting the Lord into what we do daily in our lives whether it's motherhood, whether it's being a wife, whether it's going to work, Mm -hmm. whether it's with your roommates, maybe you're not married. We all have opportunities, no matter where we live, to create a thriving home. You don't have to be a mom with kids to have a thriving home. So maybe it's, like we said, maybe it's your college roommates. Maybe it's just some... Yeah. uh, That makes me think of another verse, actually. Okay. I want to pull up really quick. Yeah, that's fine. Um, It really is an opportunity that we have to have peace in our home. And there are many ways that we can do this. And we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. So I think just on that note and kind of tying it back into you cannot be a peacemaker without the Lord. Yeah. It makes me think of John 14, 27, when he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Yeah. So just that peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Yeah. So even if that needs to be your prayer in the morning, like, Lord, help me receive the peace that you've given. Yeah. And I know this isn't this week's topic, but I want to still hit on it. We talked about this last week, the importance of studying the word of God. Yes. When you have the word of God inside of you, it brings transformation. And like you said, if we don't know the Lord, we don't experience the true fullness of peace that Christ yes. has given as in that verse you just read. So if maybe that's not something that's part of your daily routine of studying the word of God, take time, go back and listen to our episode. Go listen to the last Um, episode. (laughs) Because there is power in his word. And when we have peace, God's peace within us, life will be much better. I promise you, I have experienced it without and with, and there is no comparison. Yeah. Um. Kind of looking a little more practically, um, psychologically, if you yes. will, since, you know, if you know me, I am a therapist in training, so I always like to bring um, some of that aspect to things. So our if our home is peace, then our hearts can be at peace too. 
And actually, psychologically, the visuals of our environments can affect our mood. So there is actual scientific research about extra clutter makes you feel chaotic. There is even color psychology, which I find so interesting, that like bright and warm colors, so like reds, oranges, yellows, stimulate energy and happiness, while cool and subdued colors, blues, greens, purples, are soothing and calming. So like they even say that bright and warm colors are best in rooms for entertaining, like dining rooms, kitchens, while cool colors work best um, in relaxing spaces. So the bedrooms, bathrooms, stuff like that. And I think it is just really helpful to think if your home is chaotic, then your mind is probably chaotic. Yeah. And then how can you facilitate relationship with anybody when you yourself are chaotic? Like your relationships are probably chaotic. Yeah. So when we're talking about cultivating a thriving home, it it is not mainly practical, like you're saying. It is yes. being a peacemaker, but sometimes in order to make that peace, it is also tending to your environment. That's good. Right? And yep. it's it's like I don't I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna preface with this is not every case and this is not a formula and I'm not saying for every situation or every person even. You're right. gonna have to sort this out between you and the Lord. What does peace look like in your home? Yep. But for, like I for me, if I come home and my house is a mess, I don't feel at peace. Yes. And there's a caveat why I'm saying like I'm not gonna say this and say this is a, a full on like fact yeah. because part of that is like something ugly in me I've been working through of like ugh, feeling like I always have to reach a state of completion to rest and there never being that. So right. I'm not saying that your house always has to be clean for you to have peace. But I know even my kitchen, if my island is clear of clutter and I at least walk in and see that, I'm like, okay, I'm home, I'm at peace. Often, I, I think this is my personal opinion, but I think sometimes, again, this I, this is not meant to be a shaming thing in any way, but no. for some, um, the state of our home can be actually a, a reflection of the state of our heart. Absolutely. I will speak to me personally, um, and this goes to my ward or my closet, my master bedroom closet. Um, the Lord has significantly used this closet as a place where he spoke to me. And for many years, I, anytime the Lord said, it's time to clean out your closet, I knew that my heart was not at peace and that I needed to deal with some stuff. And so, um, when my heart and my mind were not at rest, my closet became a hot mess, like mm-hmm. clothes on the floor, shoes piled, whatever. It just was a mess. Like there was even a time I remember where you could barely step foot inside my closet because I had stored so much clutter inside on the floor that it was like, like I opened the door and I kind of just cringe and go, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm reaching across the clutter to, to get dressed for the day. Um, and so I know that Again, every person is different. Your personality. Some people can walk into a dirty kitchen and shut that out. I'm yeah. like you. I cannot. If I would prefer to um, have my kitchen clean before I go to bed at night, but sometimes it's not sometimes. that way. So it's just it's you asking yourself the question: What is peace? What helps cultivate that yeah. atmosphere of peace practically? Yeah. Um, again, that's not the main point, but. Also, even if you have roommates or you have a husband or you have children, what do they need to feel peace in yes. this home as well? Because maybe maybe for you, you're like, I could care less and not 
care about the dishes, but maybe for your husband, he comes home and that creates a sense of anxiety for him because he's had a stressful day at work. And, you know, so finding a way to like work together in partnership to create that atmosphere. Or vice versa. Yeah. There are some people where to you, home is a place, maybe you, you have a stressful job where you have to be on top of it. You are organizing all over the place. Like you have to keep things up. And so when you come home, having a space where you can throw your socks on the floor and they can just be a mess for a while yeah. and it's fine. Like, that's cool. We're not saying <laughs> yeah. to have peace, you must clean. That's yeah. not, I mean, it, whatever. Like, yeah. it just depends. So totally it, take it, it with a grain of salt. It is a personal, and, yeah. personal thing. We're just sharing our own experiences. Yeah. Please, nobody feel any shame. Yes. And I, <laughs> I'm a natural light girl. I love windows. Yes. The more windows, the better. Like, I prefer light white spaces and that's just my personal Mm-hmm. jam have you seen the debate about um the overhead light users versus lamp users no okay so <laughs> this is funny because me and jordan are like this i am like as soon as it gets a little dark all i want are lamps on right i hate the overhead lights right and he's always like oh i can't see in this place and he'll like <laughs> flip them on and then recently i was like i was on instagram and i saw it was like when the when the lamp you when the lamp girl marries the overhead guy That's and they're just hilarious. like constantly fighting over lights just funny yeah i prefer the lamps however as i have aged gracefully you are a wise woman closing my eyes are struggling closing. a little bit more with getting just the closer lamps to 50 on. i sadly i made fun of my mom when she used to put her flashlight on to read menus at the restaurants and now hmm, i think you've done that for the last 10 years i'm reaping what i saw I, you know, maybe not 10 five, maybe not I would say five. <laughs> maybe five but definitely a long time yeah. sometimes i just have to turn the light <laughs> on to read something and that's just the way it is i just hate to admit it but which i understand yeah um, how, how do we create a thriving home, keeping the peace in the home? How do we do this? Which is probably what you're all eager to know. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Here's a question I want to ask, and I think it's a good question to ask yourself. Am I a peacemaker or a peace breaker? Oh, that's a word. You know, when they throw the shoe on the stage, yeah. I just, I want to throw my shoe at yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> and is what am I, is what I'm doing bringing peace or breaking the peace? Um, I think that is a very sobering question and I venture to say we've all done both. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you talk about what you mean? Like, yeah. Like give some examples maybe if you sure. care to be I Sure. I can do that. Open about that. Sure. Um, so for years I, um, I worked from home. We worked for family, for ministry, um, and so sometimes my own personal frustration of balancing, even when you were little, Kels, like I had the joy of staying home with you, but I wasn't a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I was a work-at-home mom with my toddler at my feet. A very needy want to a be very, with, yes. want to be with you. I mean, I loved it, but you wanted uppy all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you called it. Because you're I'm physical touch to you, this day. 100% physical touch, and you are social, per- like you want to interact. You wanted me to always play with you. So by the time my husband would get home, I would feel this internal war of my desire to want to be a stay-at-home mom, but also needing to fulfill a job mm-hmm. that I was, it was great that they honored me and let me do it from home. But often Jamie would walk in the door and within probably minutes, if not even seconds of him being in the door, I would usually unload on him. Um, 
which was not nice. And I would just, or I'd be like, you know, I need you to do this. And can you, you know, or I would start criticizing him. I would, you know, because of my own internal war, yeah. war I was not at peace. So therefore I was not creating peace. Nothing was I was disrupting peace all the way around. And it, honestly, and one day we'll bring my husband on, we'll talk about this. Like he didn't look forward to coming home because it wasn't, instead of being peace, being a home where he could come in and take his armor off. It was a place he felt he had to suit up to come into because uh, the arrows were going to start flying the minute he walked in the door. Yeah. And when I realized that, um, I had to repent to the Lord. And um, this was even just recently, the Lord's really just been showing me some things from our past and from even my childhood where I have not been a peacemaker. I have, you know, done all the things to break the peace so we're not coming today saying we have this down. Like no, we're in a journey learning not. to be peacemakers ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I realized, wow, I, what my heart's biggest desire, and I, I wish sometimes I could have do over even with my kids, like, because I was not always the most peaceful mom. Like I carried stress and I took it out on everybody else around me um, because I didn't know how to do that differently at the time. Um but God calls us to be peacemakers. Yeah. So what does that look like? But I also think you owning that yeah. and like not being afraid to say, hey, I, yeah, I wasn't good at that. Yeah. Like I've learned so much from your mistake, for lack of a better word, yeah. of like, like I, the only times that we were talking about this, yeah. um, I hope it's okay to share yeah, this. Go for it. And, um, um, mom was like, oh, do you remember like times when I wasn't peaceful? Like cause she was saying how she felt like there was a lot of time. And I was like, uh, the, not really. Like the only times I can remember are before like people would come over and then right. it, or before an event and it would get really stressful. But we, I think we've talked about this before. Like that was when you were caught up in, you know, wanting to make oh, everything perfect. About the people. But pleasing. even like, like. I hope you hear my heart. Yes. I'm, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, because you hey, sucked at I, that. I, no. I'm great. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but the fact that like watching that and then watching you acknowledge, oh, sorry. Like that was kind of, that messed, messed me up. Yeah. It allows me to stop myself in the moments where I feel myself doing the same thing yeah. and be like, no, like I don't only cause I would see how like tired you would get when people would show up. Yeah. It's like, Lord, I want to be present with my guests. So help me. Like in this moment, if I'm getting stressed out and there's T minus 45 minutes till they yeah. come over, tell me what I need to let go. Like, okay, so whatever, this part of the... I'm not going to get the floor mopped. Yeah, like the it's floor's fine. not going to be mopped, whatever. Or or just like, is it more important that I take five minutes and put on a worship song and connect with you for a second? Yeah. So I just like, I just want to honor you for owning that. And it, that's taught Thanks. me a lot too. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's important to, when we do recognize... And we have the correction of the Lord <laughs> to surrender. Like we talked about yeah. on last week's podcast. When we surrender and also repent, um, God will meet us in that place yeah. uh, where we have been peace disruptors. And I spent a lot of years um, trying to please people because I didn't feel like I was enough. And without getting into a whole thing, like I realized my value was in all the wrong things. And so when when we don't have peace within ourselves at the very root of everything, we're not going to know how to be peacemakers. And so yeah. 
um, thankfully, God's kindness, he comes and he shows us. And, you know, I wish I could take those years back. However, I can't, but I can move from here. And I know there's so many times I've come to you guys now as adults and been like, I'm really sorry. I was a terrible mom when Mm -hmm. I did this or, you know, I didn't do this well, but I want to ask for your forgiveness because I wish, I wish I knew now what I know. What do you say? I wish I knew then what I know now. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't. Uh, but I didn't. And that that is the past. Yeah. You know? And I feel like someone needs to hear that actually, that it is not too late to go back yes. and apologize to your kids. Yeah. Like, I think we have, like, sometimes, I'm not a parent, so this is me speaking just from what I've picked up. So if I'm wrong, yeah, I'm wrong. Please go for it. But I think I watch people get like, oh, well, I really messed up with my kids and now I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, okay. Even if you have not a good relationship with them, I promise you they are in with their therapist probably going, I wish my mom would just at least apologize for everything she did. So it's like, even if you're just like, hey, I'm so sorry. I realized I wasn't that present when you were young or like, oh, I realized this, like that will do a lot for you guys and in your kid's heart. So I think we're also in a time where there's been so much discovery about how our own trauma, our own hurt. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get into that today, but no. w- when we were younger, and this is not an excuse, it's just a reality. We didn't know the things that are out there now. And so yeah. a lot of even behaviors, you know, like you saying, like, I find myself doing the same thing because you became a product of the environment that I created. Yeah. That's just how it works, you it's know? Like nurture just... But now we have the opportunity to change that trajectory of our family line and what that looks like and how powerful that is to create peace and actually pass down peace to our children. And like Kelsey said, it's not too late. Um, And your kids may not respond with open arms or the way that you expect, but you're not responsible for their reactions. No. But we are before the Lord responsible for our heart and our reactions. So yeah. Maybe just ask the Lord if that's something you should do if yeah. your your kids are grown or even if your kids are young, don't be afraid to apologize to them. Like For sure. That would be even better. <laughs> we my husband and I grew up in different environments and some, you know, like some people are I find it harder to apologize to children because it feels like it's maybe a, an authoritative thing or yeah. whatever. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to let them see yeah. the vulnerability of who yeah. you are. You're teaching them. You know, them. like, hey, mommy messed up. I yeah. should have been more peaceful in that situation or I shouldn't have reacted that way. Will you forgive me? Yeah. That creates an environment for yeah. They learn, oh, okay. Yeah. If you mess up, you deal with your stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like we're getting off the subject and yet I feel like this is but, important. Would you <laughs> say, Kelsey, I think... One of the things I feel like dad and I did do right was we were quick to apologize. Yes, 100%. And I watched how open and vulnerable you were with us. Even sometimes when you were doing things you shouldn't have, you were very quick to, like, I, <laughs> you would come very quickly. <laughs> and yeah, we always knew we're like, something is up. Kelsey's not extra at peace. Tearful. <laughs> <laughs> extra loving as well. You'd oh. get very sweet with us. Because I was terrified. Uh, but also, it created an environment where you weren't afraid to come and, like yeah. ask yeah, or true. or kind of share what was going on, which then brought peace to you. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. I also just wanted to say really quick on this, and then we can move on. Yep. Is it's also an amazing thing for when I look at okay, like I'm being different, right? But I feel like you're very much in that with me, and it's not 
oh, it is my full <laughs> responsibility to change the family line. Sure. It's like, no, no, I'm doing works in myself, yes, but also so is my mom. And that like makes me stronger. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a it's like a linking of arms and yes. saying like the grandchildren <laughs> will not be this way. <laughs> we are I don't know, changing you know what I mean? the history like, together. Yeah. So that's oh. really beautiful. And I also just when you were saying about repenting before the Lord and him being kind, I was thinking about like um, his kindness leads us to repentance. Yeah. And just like definitely not a not a shameful situation. If you're feeling shame, that's not from the Lord. Yeah. The Holy Spirit convicts, but the devil brings shame. Yeah. Like the Lord that does not. Right. The Lord does not bring shame. So just more of a that little okay. Yeah. Not oh I'm so bad I'm the worst I messed up my kids forever. Just like oh, okay maybe I need to just apologize to them. Yeah. And the word says when we strive to be peacemakers we are blessed. We're spiritually calm with life, joy, and God's favor. So I want to go back to that verse because it actually is a commandment from the Lord to be peacemakers. And that's why we wanted to park on today being peacemakers, that that is what creates a, cultivates a thriving home. Yeah. You know? Um, In relation to what, how do you be a peacemaker? I think I just want to highlight again that this looks very different for everybody and we understand that, like, there are some stay-at-home moms. There are some working moms. Yep. There are um, some of us that don't have kids. There are people that are not married and yeah. that live with roommates or live with their family, like their parents still. Um, and I just want you to know that in every situation that you're in, these principles and concepts can yes. still apply. And I encourage you to lean on the Holy Spirit to show you and help you. Um, I want to read a verse. Romans 8.26. This is in um, the ESV. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Yeah. With groanings too deep for words. So even if you're like, okay, I don't, like, maybe you're in the season where you're like, I don't even know what that would look like. I don't feel like the Lord is showing me anything to change. You can contend for your own house and for peace. Yes. You can sit there and say, Holy Spirit, intercede on my behalf. Help me pray, like, um, pray for peace in my house. And you can pray in the Spirit or you can just, like, you know, use your prayer language. Or I'm telling you, life when you are talking to the Holy Spirit and listening to Him is so much easier than when you're not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, practically speaking, a good place to start if you're like, I don't know, am I a peacemaker or a peacebreaker? Mm. Sit down with a piece of paper or journal and just... Write two columns, peacemaker, peacebreaker. Ask the Lord to show you what are some things that I do that break peace. Maybe it's criticism of your kids or your husband. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's some practical things. Maybe it is just not tending to your home well. Leaving your laundry in the dryer when you live with roommates. Yeah. what You know, whatever <laughs> that, like that looks like. Like, again, I don't want to point a lot of specific examples because like Kelsey said, it's different for every person. Yeah. Um, and for every family or for every household. But there are things that we potentially do that break the peace. And so really finding ways to acknowledge yeah. those things, invite Holy Spirit in to help us, and even just asking him to expose them to us so that we know, hey, this is a thing that I do that, you know, breaks the peace. I um, have been very passive aggressive and it's something I'm been working on the Lord, another thing the Lord's been working on me. But even in that, in some of my comments towards my children or my husband, like 
those things do not create peace. They do not encourage love no, and kindness. <laughs> no, they're they're not they're not nice. <laughs> maybe you're one of those people and you take your frustration out on your kids or maybe your kids spilled their milk at dinner and instead of like saying to little Johnny like, "Hey, it's okay, bud. We'll get it cleaned up." You're like, "Why did you have to spill the milk?" Like, yeah. Those little reactions are peace breakers. Yes. Um and so just inviting Holy Spirit in to show you those areas and allowing him to help you become a peacemaker. It's a work in progress. This isn't like, oh, I'm just going to switch on the peacemaker flip and we're no. good to go. <laughs> like it's a journey we're all on. Yeah. It's a daily commitment to be mm-hmm. a peacemaker. And some days, girl, you're going to you're going to crush it. And there might be other days you're like, you know what? I just, this whole day needs a do-over. I just broke the whole day's peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yes. It's, it's okay. okay. We're we're here with you saying, come on, you can do yeah. this. Like, it's important. It's that. important for you. It's important for your heart. It's important for your family. Yeah. Um, And you can be a peacemaker and take, yeah. take an hour at a time if you have to. And if you get it wrong, well, you know what? Stop and repent and move on yeah. and ask the Lord to help you be a peacemaker the rest of the day. Yeah. In this, you know, how do we cultivate a thriving home? I want to speak to if you are like more of a single woman and you are living with roommates, um, we're going to speak to some, what can you do to, maybe this isn't like as far as breaking or making peace. It's more like fostering connection, Yeah, but some of it also addressing peace. So um, something that when I had a brief time where I lived with roommates, when I was at Bethel and something that they had already um, had instilled in their house. I joined the house later as it was already kind of established is every week we had like one dinner a week, I think. Yeah. Or was it at four? I don't know. Some dinners a week. I can't remember, but we would all take turns cooking and we would all sit down and talk about it. It was like a very intentional, we're not just going to live here and pass by. We're going to have dinners around this table Mm -hmm. together And it was like so good. It was good for my palate because I was a very picky eater (laughs) and like um, I had to learn to try lots of new foods and not say anything about it, but it was actually great. And just like being intentional to have those moments of connection with your roommates. If it's once a week, if it's every other week, like, hey, can we like have a breakfast or a dinner just like to create connection in your home? Because I feel like it would be sad to live in a home where you go home and no one ever talks and they just kind of disperse. Um. Another way that you can like, not, what's not, not the word for maybe create peace or pursue peace rather than just keep it. Yeah. Release is like to be interested in your roommates and ask them questions. Like I love, one of my missions is to become the best question asker on earth because I feel like the Lord was really good at asking good questions. So things I love to ask people are like, Hey, like, how's your heart doing? And it kind of throws some people off for a minute. They're like, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> um, like, how's your heart doing? Or what is the best and the hardest thing that happened to you today? Or, you know, what are you learning about yourself this week? Just try to be intentional to ask them questions to show that you care about them and that you value them in the home. Um, and then another important aspect in a roommate situation, which I think would be considered keeping your peace is (laughs) is addressing issues or like approaching conflict in a healthy way. And I have a very funny story of one of my former roommates. (laughs) Um, So we would have like during these dinners, I guess we would 
not really meetings, but we would talk about things. And instead of her coming at me with like, what the heck is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? She was so kind. And she said, so I'm just curious when you turn the dryer on, do you want that loud buzz to go off at the end? And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I didn't even know you could turn it off. (laughs) And it was this hilarious moment because the buzzing, like no one else put the buzz on because it was like, they all didn't like the, it was very loud and very long. And I wasn't probably, I was fresh out of high school, like on my own for the first time. I probably wasn't paying attention to what time I was doing my laundry either. And it was like this big old buzz. And I was like, (laughs) I didn't even know. And turns out I was like twisting the knob and all you had to do is push it in. And when you twist it, you turn on the button. That's so funny. But I really appreciated her. I had a, uh, a fear of punishment that I was getting free of in that time. So anytime I would have gotten, I would have, because mom would have been a peace breaker. Uh-huh. Well, I'm life. not saying that that's the only reason, no, I know, but, but. <laughs> but I was like terrified of people in conflict. And I'm yes. still, it's something the Lord still has to work on me with. But it was so kind of her to come at that. So I'm just curious, like <laughs> coming to a situation, but I also appreciate she didn't let it go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was yes. like after the first week or two that I was there, hey, I was just wondering, like, I think coming curious. Yeah, that's a good is one. Is the main thing, like, don't assume that you know what they're thinking or you know the reason why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like maybe there is a reason that your roommate doesn't do her dishes. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's kind of maybe a whatever they need to be responsible example, but. Well, that can even apply to your children. Like you don't, maybe they've gone to school and come home and they're really misbehaving or something. And yeah. Like, like maybe they had a, a rough run in with a friend and they were bullied. Like, yeah. and kids aren't always as quick to tell you. So just, kind of coming more instead of um I really hate that you did this da, 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 da. like hey I was just wondering what was going on through your mind when this yeah. happened or like hey are, did you mean to come across this way you know kind of just and you have to watch your tone not <laughs> um did you mean to say it like that like yeah. not like that but just a uh, yeah approach conflict that's good gently I want to talk about also just for those who are married, yes. specifically with your spouse, because I think it. this is a big one. Um, and to be really vulnerable, this one um, almost cost me my marriage because I was not a peacemaker for many years. And um, I, like I said earlier, I had a tendency to be very unkind and the Lord began to work on my heart and change, you know, who I am Um but in Psalm, I'm not sorry, in Proverbs 31, 11, it says, her husband has entrusted his heart to her for she brings him the rich spoils of victory. All throughout her life, she brings him what is good and not evil. She searches out to continually to possess that which is pure and righteous. She delights in the works of her hands. We have that opportunity to create that safe place. And it's not our responsibility to be their peace. Mm-mm. Okay. Not at all. That's not what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> it is our responsibility to help steward the atmosphere of peace in our home. Yeah. And I said this earlier and I, I just want to touch on it again. Um, our counselor recently said to us, home should be a place where you both come in and you can hang up your armor mm. and you feel safe and for years, that was not the case for Jamie and I. It was a place where we both suited up because we just carried the weight of the world and all of our life's issues, at, whether it was at home or on, on our in our armor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, 
ladies, your husband's been working all day and maybe he works at a very high intense job and he walks in the door and I know maybe the kids have been, you know, difficult today. Maybe you've had a hard day as well, but just for a moment, even taking a minute to ask Holy Spirit, how can I love on my husband as he walks in the door today before I even know what his day was like? Allow the kindness and allow the peace to flow from your words, your actions. It takes a moment to sow peace, but then you will reap something that's so much greater than if you, the minute they walk in, break the peace that there was the potential to be for them when they come home. So obviously having kindness in 1 Corinthians 6, 14, um, it says, let everything you do be done in love, true love to God and man as inspired by God's love for us. The ultimate peace giver and the ultimate peace we have is to have our hearts at peace with Christ. Yeah. And he is in us and flows through us. We are image bearers of his nature and of who he is. Yeah. And I just want to say, while if you are a working mom yeah. and, and you're a two-parent working household, um, while the nuances of what we're talking about will be different, I think the concept still applies yes. as 100%. our women, like our role as women in the household is yes. still to be a peacemaker. Maybe that's not... Maybe you have a nanny and like she cleans and stuff and you're not doing that physical whatever, but then even more so in the spirit, yes. in the atmosphere of your home, when you come home, are you, you know, instigating peace? Yeah. I just yeah, wanted to interject. Well, there is something so powerful about the tone we set as moms, as wives, mm-hmm. as roommates, whatever it looks like for you in the season you're in, um, and how we approach pretty much everything that we do, you know, yep. even to the point where there were times where I would cook for my family. And then I had an expectation that everyone would maybe help out. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be responsible and that you shouldn't train children. Um, But I would find myself being resentful because I had an expectation that either my husband would help with the dishes or, and you guys have been great. You've helped with the, like, I'm not saying that you don't, but there are times where I had this unfair expectation in a season and out of my own frustration that I just became, again, unkind to everyone because I had this expectation that we hadn't talked about that, you know, so like even talking about, hey, we both work, we both have heavy schedules. How can we have the best environment for peace in our home? Get a game plan together, like talk about it with your spouse so that there aren't these unspoken expectations that disturb the peace. Yes. Like, what are the things that disturb yes. our, our peace in our home, you know? I could die on the hill of un, <laughs> unspoken expectations. Like, that. You, that is so important, what you just said. Yeah. Because in that season, if you had communicated to us, hey, guys, after dinner every night, if mom cooks, you're going to do the dishes. Yeah. We would have been like, got it. Yeah, like it's yeah, not like I we were rebellious great at children. That. I just expected it was just, it. and now I look back and I'm like, why did I not just know to do that? But we were young, you know. Yeah, younger. I hope. I well, hope and that if we asked, you guys always helped. Like it I wasn't. That was I don't want to say that my family didn't help out because that wasn't the case. No, but. but even like I love what you're saying about in a marriage, like especially when you're both working. Yes, I know it. It can get complicated with some people are like, well, the woman's still supposed to clean and everything. If you're both working like that, maybe yes. you have an understanding 
on Saturdays, we take one hour together and we yes. clean what we can. Or like, you do this on this date. Like, definitely talk yeah. about your expectations as a married couple for everything. Yeah. Work, kids. Or even just like on a practical house. note, maybe you do both work. You get home, the kid, it's just chaos every night. And you're like, it's just not feasible to think I can maybe create an atmosphere of like cleanliness or yeah. whatever that looks like. So just like Kelsey said, you know, <laughs> choose what things create peace and, and let that be the determining factor. We used to do this when the kids were little um, on Saturdays. I don't know if you remember this. We would draw rooms in the house. She she like oh yeah, um, no and, I was really thinking about the amount I just remember yard work on Saturday. Oh yes, yard work. Um, <laughs> but we would draw rooms, and each kid had to draw like however many rooms we had. We each got two rooms or something, and they had were responsible to clean that room. And part of that was because our weekly routine was so heavy and intense. Sometimes we didn't have time mm-hmm. to do the cleaning, but that was a way that we kept piece at the house is that we knew once a week the house would get a good clean which I love that because I love everybody (laughs) got to participate even though some were not very peaceful about it (laughs) I can literally feel the excitement of like what room am I gonna get because I was just a weirdo or bargaining to change room like and that's how I grew up like we did that on Saturdays I brought that in from my own you know and it taught us even though the rooms weren't maybe as clean as I would have cleaned them it it was everyone got to participate in it Another way, and, and this can work for roommates, for kids, for uh, your spouse, is to forgive quickly. It is so important to not hang on to things that have been peace breakers. So say your, you know, husband comes in and he does whatever. He doesn't, you've just cleaned the house and he throws his shoes down and leaves his bag out. Um, I I was not great at this. So learn from my example. Um is it really that big a deal to just go put his shoes away in the closet or to just not worry about the bag? Is it, you know, like mm-hmm. what is more important in that moment, breaking peace or keeping the peace? And you know what else? Yeah. That makes me think of a story I heard of someone who was um, friends with someone who lost their husband. Yeah. And I think her, she was bickering like, oh, his socks, whatever. And her friend was like, I would give anything to pick up socks again. Yeah. So it's kind of like in that piece, like perspective is everything. Is perspective (laughs) and gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Turning turning a moment of frustration or a potential to break the peace into prayer or to gratitude. Thank you, Lord, that I have a husband. Yeah, and that I get to love on and yeah, I pray over his feet as he walks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can actually do that stuff. And I tell you that that frustration will leave in in a very short window of time when you do that. Because it no longer gives the enemy a foothold to mm-hmm. to open the door to that. And it turns, like you said, the complaining into gratitude. And you, yeah. your attitude will change. You'll be a, a better peacemaker. I also can hear Jesus just like laughing like, that's funny. I literally died on the cross for you and you want to complain about socks? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, that you have to pick up the toys. Yeah. No. Um, Anyways, sorry. Yeah. No, it's good. I think that's important. So, and in just being in unity together, and I think we kind of already covered this, just really talking things through when there is an opportunity for peace or peace to be disrupted, what is, how can we change the way that we function to bring peace together? And sometimes that means letting go of some things as a um, person with high standards, like yeah. I've cleaned the house, I want it to be perfect and I don't want, you know, okay, it's okay if 
my son's keys are on the counter, even though I just clean. Like, it's okay. Like, just making some choices to let some things go for the sake of peace. And that doesn't mean you don't address issues. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying sometimes our standards might need to just (laughs) come in line with peace, which is far more valuable Mm -hmm. than a perfect countertop. One other thing on that, and then I think we're going to bring this to a close, is even asking yourself the question, what is more important, being right or being together? Mm. And how do we work together to bring the peace? Whether it's with your roommates, whether it's even just teaching your children. And here's the thing. You are the one that gets to set that tone and atmosphere for what your children will experience as they grow into adults. Yeah. We want to be able to create that atmosphere of peace for them yeah. to take into their, their future selves as well with themselves. Yeah. That's, I'm just like sitting in everything like, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> um, I would venture to say if you're thinking about all the changes you need to make to make peace and you're feeling stressed, that those are not changes you need to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the point of this is for you to be at peace. Obviously, let's just go back first and foremost, going before the Lord. Yep. Help me, Holy Spirit. Jesus, I need your presence. I need to know that, like, reveal to me that you are the Prince of Peace. Show me that aspect of you. But then also recognize that as you're figuring out what works for you, you're like, oh, it feels so stressful to come up with a whole system, blah, blah, blah. Then don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. It's about (laughs) keeping peace. It's not giving you peace, then don't do it. No, yes, keeping peace. Thank you for listening and being here with us today. Um, If you want to follow us along on the journey, you can go over to our Instagram at thehomeproject.co. You can also message us and share us your thoughts or if you need prayer or you just want to chat, we love to interact with people. So please message us on there. And then if you want to join the community and stay up to date with what's going on over here at The Home Project, you can go to our website, thehomeproject.co. Plug your email in and join our community and just be a part of what we're doing. So see you next week.